Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors, just like you, about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. Hello, and welcome to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. This is Laura Gregg, and I'm joined with my co-host, David Partain. Hello, David. Hello, Laura. Good to be with you today. You know, it's been a while, David, since we've talked about why women make fantastic clients for financial advisors and how advisors can help empower their female clients. So I'm absolutely thrilled to bring that topic back to the Flexible Advisor with the first-time guest to the show, Barbara Provost. Now, Barbara has many initials after her name, EDD, MSED, and MBM. So we know she's a pro. Barbara has spent most of her career in the industry helping to educate people on sales tactics and strategies. She spent many years at Allstate educating and onboarding new agents and also spent nearly seven years as an adjunct professor teaching change management and organizational communications. During her time in this industry and through her personal experiences, she told me that she realized quickly that women were, guess what, an underserved market. She was brought on by the World Bank to develop content that could be used globally to better serve and to educate women across the globe. And for the last seven years, Barbara has been building Purse Strings LLC, an organization that helps financial advisors locate qualified female investors in need of wealth management support. Barbara, we are delighted to have you on the Flexible Advisor. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad to be here, Laura and David. Thank you for having me. Well, Barbara, welcome to the podcast. I'm really looking forward to talking with you about a lot of things. Number one, all those letters after your name, but also your professional journey and, of course, purse strings. So to set the stage, let's first talk about how you got into this industry and about the work you did for all those many years, specifically the sales training and onboarding for insurance agents. And what did that look like? And what were some key learnings and takeaways from your time at Allstate? Sure. So I am a, a an adult educator. So that's what the EDD is, Doctor of Adult Got and it. Higher Learning. And I also have my master's in business and a master's in adult and higher learning. So all during that time when I was working at Allstate, I was designing and developing educational content and strategies and performance management strategies for different groups within the organization. And one of my main responsibilities was ensuring that we are onboarding and educating new agents so that they could easily launch and start their new agencies. So a lot of content around design development of sales processes, product training, onboarding, staffing, things like that. And then along with that, was also onboarding and partnering with financial professionals who partner with the Allstate agent to sell the more financial products and services. So I spent Mm -hmm. almost 10 years there designing and developing all of that type of content. And it was at that point where I was so close to the content and the strategies and the products where I could see that they were not really addressing 
women in the marketing. They were not really addressing the way women purchase. I had a lot of questions about the procedures they were using, which were very linear and rote, and had a lot of questions around perhaps they were missing a big market called women. And when I brought it to management several different times, they just did not see it the same way I did. And they just wanted to stick to their processes and procedures. And it's a great organization. It's just that I could see something that was a big missing that I others couldn't see the way I saw it. I guess having myself been at several organizations, I would say that's probably usual, right? I mean, that's not something that's unusual about Allstate. It was pretty much the way it was in the industry back then. Absolutely. So when I moved from Allstate to open my own consulting company, Provo Consulting, I worked along many, many other financial organizations, and I saw the same Mm. thing everywhere that I I went, that's for sure. And I still see it today. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm sure. Well, I'm curious about the work you did for the World Bank. How did that come about and what did you do for them? Sure. Well, while I was still doing work at Provo Consulting, I was building out this model called the purse strings model based on all my observations of working in the industry and a lot of research that I had been doing. It was my intention was how can we help educate financial advisors to really see how women make purchases differently. And while I was building that out, it's just kind of kismet. I got a call from the World Bank and they said, we found Provo Consulting on the web and we're hoping that you would consult with us on building education to teach financial advisors on how to engage with the female market in Nigeria and in India. Wow. I know. I was just like, wow, that's so interesting. I'm building out purse strings. They said they didn't know anything about purse strings. They knew I was a consultant with an educational background in the financial industry. So I immediately went to Washington and consulted with them. We built content coursework that they implemented to their international advisors in both those countries And it went over very successfully to the point where one organization increased their sales by 52% by learning the power of the female market, what women were looking for from their financial advisor, and how to go out and reach and engage with that community of women. And they since have implemented it in several other countries, including Ghana, the Philippines, and Cameroon. And then they asked me to do banking on women similar for Sri Lanka and Vietnam. And we did go ahead and and do that work as well. So it just proved to me that although I was taking a hiatus from building my own content around purse strings, it proved to me that women are such an underserved market, just not in the United States, but around the globe. And they had a central mission to really help advisors understand about that market and how they could reach them. So I came back to my work on purse strings and then completed that work. And now it's a full functioning organization. Very oh, cool. I, that work that you did for the World Bank must have been incredibly rewarding. And, you know, quite frankly, some of the countries that you mentioned, well, one, I don't know a great deal about it, but the things that come to my mind is maybe women weren't very empowered in some of those countries. So I'm, I'm curious, did this 
further ignite your passion to help women take active steps and uh, to get the wealth management experience that they deserved? And and what similarities maybe did you see in some of what you were working on for those countries and then in the U.S.? So interesting. I had commissioned a researcher on my own to do the deep dive around how women are served by the financial organizations and then how women were prepared for their financial future. And I had scads of data on my own. And then when the World Bank reached out to me, they gave me the data they had gathered for their countries. And it was so similar in so many ways. It was uncanny. I would look at my data. I would look at their data. The things that were different was around culture, of course. And so we did work with professionals in the country in order to ensure we were speaking accurately to the culture of the country, as well as the content, the process, procedures, all of that. So ultimately, I'd say at a broad brush, so many times people just don't realize, professionals don't realize that there's a difference in the way women approach financial services, making financial decisions, and how they think about money. And they often don't realize how they're overlooking this market. And I see that across the board. You know, we did some research in late 2019 on high net worth primary breadwinners, and it was men and women, and we looked at the whole universe. And then as we really dug into that data, we started to see very nuanced data between the men and the women. And, you know, as David knows, it didn't really follow a lot of the stereotypes that we so often hear in the industry about these women investors, that they're afraid of risk and all of those things that we hear over and over again. And while maybe if you throw all women into a bucket, that may be true. But for these high net worth primary breadwinner women, they were not risk averse. In fact, they were... uh, they had less conservative portfolios than their male counterparts. So, you know, the, the research is really interesting, especially when you can segment it. But tell us about the start of purse strings. Um, you told us about all the things that were going on around you where you were working and you were seeing that there's this disconnect. But what was it like? Was there one key moment that happened that motivated you to just go for it, take the leap and create this business? Yes. So it's always been my focus. I couldn't unsee it with all the work that I was doing. And then I went through a divorce about eight years ago, and I navigated that with a a small group of other women who were also going through divorce. They're around my age, smart, bright, talented women, but they'd be asking questions like, I don't know if, how do I know if I can even afford this divorce? I'm not quite sure about life insurance. I'm not quite sure about the cash flow in my household. I mean, kind of fundamental components of financials that I thought most people should know by that point. And it was just because we're busy, right? We're juggling a lot of plates, doing a lot of things. And there was a lot of division of labor in the households. And sometimes women don't take on the financial aspect of it. They just pass it over to their male counterpart. And so I was it was interesting to me that they were unaware of some very fundamental content around the household in the, in the cash flow, And then triangulate that with me running errands with my kids and seeing women of retirement age bagging my groceries, or we'd go to Costco and they'd be handing out little treats or samples. 
And I think, boy, do these women want to do this work or do they have to do this work? And as part of my research, I read this great article from The Atlantic that said women of retirement age often have to cobble together second or third jobs to pay their bills. So thinking about the lack of or the oversight by financial institutions to really attend to women, women uncertain about finances and this need that women are going to outlive their male counterparts. So they're going to be responsible for their own health and welfare at a time that can be very expensive. I knew there could be this huge gap and all the data showed that there was. So I, as an educator, I know knowledge is power and I held tons of focus groups and women said to me, I just want a place I can go to ask some questions, get some information, maybe learn a little bit, and then people I can go to who I can trust. And that's how the model got built. So as an educator, we did provide and still provide content to women that's free online for the taking 24-7. And we look across the landscape for top-tier financial professionals who really want to serve a female market. And that can be attorneys, lenders, realtors, financial advisors, planners, financial coaches, at any point in time when a woman has to make a financial decision, transaction, transition, she needs to pay down debt, going through a divorce, needs to save for retirement, whatever it might be, who can she go to? Who can she trust is what people ask me all the time. Now we have a vetted list of financial professionals who are ready to serve a female market. That is fantastic. And so, you know, so many of the things that you just said resonated with me and you know, uh, last year we had Steph Wagner. She's uh, leads our women's initiative at Northern Trust, and she has this quote that I've I've used, I've stolen from her. Sorry, Steph, but um, it's like you know, divide and conquer is great in a family, but the only time you shouldn't do it is when it, it revolves around the family's finances. Mm-hmm. Never take your eye off that, and never cede that to anybody. And you know, we know we also know men that do that as well to their to their wives, but. Mm-hmm. To be clear, this purse strings, it's, it's not a philanthropic thing, right? No, it's not. It's an organization where we are providing women free tools and resources, but it, the way that we make money or make it run is it's a membership organization for financial professionals. And we vet anyone that we invite to come on board as a purse strings approved professional, and they pay a membership fee. Right. And, and if you don't mind, what, what, what do those fees look like? How, so does, how does the model work? Yeah, there are two ways, $349 to get up on our platform. That's the onboarding fee and then $99 a month. It's very price competitive. Very affordable. Yeah. Yes. Or just $1,000 a year, a flat thousand. Either way, they can um, select those two op- one of those two options. And then how do, the, how do you share the leads to those advisors? And is it based on geography or, you know, now with the pandemic, we're all more comfortable with virtual meetings. Does it go beyond certain geographies? So we are across the United States and into Canada, and each professional has their own web page on our site that they really tailor to themselves with, an, with their own welcome video to purse strings, why they love to serve the female market, what their specialties are, how they stand apart, what their fees are. We want that one web page to be very transparent 
and very warm and welcoming to our any woman who comes through and may want to do business with the intended professional. And then there's links right out to their webpage, their calendar link, all their social media, um, so that it's we set it up in the way that you might look for a doctor. So you go in, you're looking for something in particular, you select that option, up comes thumbnail prints, uh, thumbnail sketches of the different professionals that meet that. And then you can select on a full-blown webpage and get the full details and go right out and make an appointment with them. So and do, you help, um, do you help them with cre- the creation of that webpage? Our professionals? Mm-hmm. Yes. We build out the framework for them. And then they have access to a portal where they can go in and very easily update and refine and change as they need. Right. And so the, the advisors, it's not just female advisors. It's all advisors. It's, is that Men correct? Men or women. Men or women. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is like a one-stop shop, isn't it? And it's a really interesting business model. That is so cool. I uh, Number one, kudos for getting a business up and running. I've tried it three times and obviously I'm, I'm sharing your story. So that tells you something, but I, tell us about what both investors and advisors can find by visiting the Purse Strings website and what resources do you make available on the site? Sure. So we have different focuses on our website because we really want to capture women, be there for women where they are at any point in time. So when you navigate the website, you might see that it says, are you going through divorce? Are you wanting to plan for retirement? Are you looking to pay down your debt? So we're trying to be the solution right when they come to our site to help point them into an area where we can immediately start helping them and provide them the right professional. The other things we provide are um, online life and money guides that they can just walk through online and get some information about something as foundational as buying auto insurance or buying a home or buying homeowners insurance or student loans. So the fundamentals that are kind of every day, and then it goes up from there. We have professionals that can help with cryptocurrency. We have professionals who are forensic accountants. We have lots of different types of professionals across the United States and into Canada. And the interesting thing is on their webpage, they can tell you if they're licensed for certain states or if they can serve all states. And you know, it's so interesting with the pandemic, everyone works so much virtually and they can do across many, many states, which is really nice. They're not you know, just landing on one area. Although you can sort by by location and you can sort by those who have virtual or non-virtual appointments. So we've made it very flexible. Yeah. I mean, I'm on your site now and everything from home ownership to having kids. I mean, it's it's fantastic. I told you before the the show that I loved it and I really do like what you have done there. Can you share a couple of success stories about relationships that were found via purse strings? Sure. Right out of the gate, when we got started, we do Facebook lives every week and we present those Mm. to our own group at purse strings, the Facebook purse strings group, but also through other groups we stream through like 50 plus and fabulous groups or divorce groups. So through those activities, a lot of women are learning and coming and connecting with our financial providers. And I will tell you that we had a financial coach who got several appointments right out of the gate, someone who was really uncertain about how to handle and get out of some debt. And so she helped with that. And uh, we had a retiree reach out to her to ensure that she had her monies and she was pulling her monies out 
accurately from the different accounts she had. And um, she was redirected and had to help save herself there. So lots of different stories like that. We've even had professionals who've paired up with other professionals within our organization to do webinars, to do presentations. Um, Mm. We've had a mortgage person pair up with a realtor and they both focus on divorce and both divorce certified in their own right. So they pair up together and do business together as well. Well, Barbara, as we come to the end of our show, we always like to leave our listeners with some actual takeaways. Now, we know the first takeaway is really to contact Purse Strings, and we'll have your contact information and a link to the Purse Strings website in the show notes. But I'm hoping you can also leave us some food for thought about why it is critical for advisors today to really take notice of women and figure out a service model that will help them serve them well as clients. I would love to. So women today are $23 trillion overlooked market. They're a very wealthy market and they're a very powerful market. And many advisors already know that by the end of the decade, and that's only eight years away, they will come into, women will come into more than $30 trillion, will change hands. So women will be the most powerful market on the planet financially. Also, women are opening more than 1,600 new businesses every day. So many, many women have left corporate and are opening their own businesses and becoming very powerful in that right. I just came back from a conference that was women investors in real estate, and half of the women there were millionaires. So women are getting very smart, very savvy. They're speaking with their money. They want to do business with people who are going to give them the respect and dignity they deserve. And they're going to work with those professionals who do serve them in that way. Well, Barbara, you've offered us such great information and I know it's only the start, but it has been a real delight to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you are an advisor and would like to know more about purse strings, you can visit pursestrings.co. That's P-U-R-S-E. S-T-R-I-N-G-S dot C-O. This will also be available in the show notes. For myself and Laura Gregg, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on today's episode of The Flexible Advisor. Thank you for listening to The Flexible Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. 
We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.